All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Exposure Runs, the podcast. I'd uh, like to welcome um, two coaching brothers who are well on their way to becoming legends in the Chicagoland basketball scene, and, and as well as the culture. We'd like to welcome Coach Roche. Am I pronouncing that right? Roche. Yeah. Russell and Coach, I mean, you guys all know Coach Rashawn Russell. <laughs> I mean, no no disrespect, Coach. <laughs> yeah, so. All right. Uh, just a little bit about, a little bit about them both. They both are alumni of St. Rita High School. All right. Uh, Roche, you led the 2002-2003 um, team to the Catholic League and Regional Championship and then had a pretty decent career over at Toledo. That's uh, correct? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, it was decent. I was I got hurt. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, <yeah. laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, like it you is play college ball. Yeah, I mean, you right. you know, fuck all that shit. A lot of people didn't. Yeah, How many people right. from that 2002-2003 team played college ball? Two, uh, two more. Two more. Yeah, right. Two. So I mean, you among the elite on it, and yeah. played Division One ball. So yeah. like, you know, take your flowers, brother. Yeah, I guess. Then of course you have our coach uh, Rashawn, who played at <clears throat> excuse me North Park uh, in two thousand. 2008 broke the single season school record in free throw percentage yep. at 90%. Mm -hmm. 90.5 if we've been exact. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I did my homework, brother. <laughs> I did my homework. Scored a career high of 37 points. Is that your all-time high at North Park? Yes. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, the most in 13 years. Earned player of the week honors and was seventh in scoring in all conference. In y'all conference, rather. In 2009, led the team in free throw percentage and fourth in conference. Second on the team in assists. Again, won player of the week honors. 2010 led the team in free throw uh, percentage and second in the team in assists. Uh, you then took over head coaching after being under the assistant coach uh, of Gary De Caesar De Caesar yeah. at St. Rita, correct? And then also coached at uh, Font. How you pronounce it? Font, Font by University. Yep. Okay, for three years. Is that where you began your coaching career? Yeah, right after um, I played at North Park, I was a full time uh, grad assistant at Font by University. So, and what goes into being a grad assistant coach? <laughs> Are you just a co no disrespect? Yeah. No disrespect. No, no. So, Are you just a coffee getter, the board wiper? Like, <laughs> like what does that entail? In most cases, yeah. Um, but I actually um, had a unique situation okay. uh, that I'm very appreciative of. Um, when I got there, I was the only full time coach on staff. Oh, so for any of the youth listening, uh, make sure it's a part time situation. Okay. Uh, so for me, um, you know, obviously I was in school full time, but um, I was handling all the recruiting, um, conditioning. Okay. I was up all hours of the day, no sleep. Um, but it was a great opportunity. I was there actually for three years. So I finished my master's in two. And then that third year, they offered me a contract to stay on as assistant. Okay, so basically, you got paid while you were still uh, trying to obtain your uh, college degree. Right, whatever, paying my tuition. To tuition, that's right. that's kind of what I meant. Right. So it was like, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours type of exactly. shit. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> I ain't mad at that. Uh, you currently ranked 10th all-time in total assists at North Park. Scored 939 points over your four-year uh, playing career. Um, seventh all-time in career three-point percentage and rank eighth all-time. Excuse me, rank eighth all-time, but uh, you ranked um, seventh all-time in three-point field goals. So it's safe to say that you had a pretty decent career at North Park. Yeah, it was fun, you know, for, you know, going Division Three. you know, you never, you know, it's never the goal, right? You always want to try to play at the highest I, level. I'm not going to front. Now I don't mean to cut you <laughs> off. I wasn't even going to mention that the shit was Division uh, it's Three. It's all good. I, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm proud of it. I don't think, you know, kids today and even parents understand how competitive that level is. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, watching my brother go Division One, that was something that I aspired to do, but it wasn't the cards, and I had a real good career that I can be proud of. Okay. Um, right off the bat, who— Who's better? He got it. 
It's all good. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it's that. I mean, I was expecting some brother banter like I'll bust his ass. You don't want to see me type shit. But right off the bat. Nah, that's all good. Okay. <laughs> all right. So between the both of you, I want you both to name your four coaches on the Chicago Mount Rushmore. I'm gonna let you go first. Um <laughs> I'll go. Like still currently coaching or it's just, this is your Mount Rushmore. So you can put old, new, you right. can do all old, you can do all new. This no, is I, your I, list. I can only go by the coaches I've seen. That, and that's like, fair. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, act like so hold on. You don't gotta put no fuck these people. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying I wanna be fair in this. Okay. You know, all um right. This well, is your list though. I mean, obviously Rob Smith. Okay. No one's one more than him. Well, since you know, that I've seen that you've seen. Yeah, right. that I've seen. Okay. Um Tyrone Slaughter. Okay. Uh I have to go Nick Irvin. Okay. And I'm rolling with my brother. I, I ain't gonna lie. I'm not gonna tell you what I put in parentheses. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna wait for. I'm gonna wait for big a little brother to go. But I ain't gonna tell you. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rajon. Who you got? I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I'll go. Um, so same two for sure. Rob Smith. Um, shout out to him. He's done a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyrone Slaughter. Um, he's been great to us just in terms of us getting started. Okay. Um, from there, I would go Chris Head. Oh shit! Oh, okay, I forgot about Chris. Damn. Man. Yeah, what's the house? I mean, Chris I grew up watching Cedric Banks. My tub. I used to wear my headband. You know. Okay. Uh, so um, I say those three, and then from there, I didn't watch him coach, but I know he won a lot of games. Um, he's well known, and I got to represent the Catholic League, so I go with Coach Payne. God rest his soul. Oh yeah, rest in peace to Coach Payne. Yeah. yeah. Now I only knew about him from the movie, obviously yeah. from mm-hmm. um, Hoop Dreams. Yeah. But you mentioned Chris Head, right? So who has transitioned into probably among the top five referees in the state. Yep. He's so knowledgeable, and I just like how he just handles himself. Now, he's still, he's still with the shits now <laughs> as a referee. Now, I don't know about the shits he was with as a coach. I just saw stuff on YouTube, but I've seen Coach Head, referee head, in action as a referee, and he definitely still with the shits. But what I do like about him and all the, the times I've had interactions with him, particularly as it pertains to Xavier playing, is that he was always very, like, mindful to like explain and talk to Xavier just kind of keep his head on focus when he called a foul why he didn't call a foul a lot of referees I don't fuck with a lot of referees I think they just I think they bum ass players who wanted to now start kind of still be contributing to the game in some shape or form but Chris is definitely one of them ones who are is very much um, takes his craft very seriously and, and, I, and I really respect that about him so shout out to Coach Ed so when I put in parentheses I said after I asked y'all that question I put if they don't name themselves ask should someone else consider them and you named your brother so that's that's, that's right. pretty dope <laughs> now is that genuine or just, just because like I'm big bro and, my, and I want to make sure I name my brother and all shit basketball no that's genuine okay. I, I, I've, I've seen I mean, you got to think the coaches I've named, I've been close to some like mm-hmm. up close and personal, you know, but I've seen him in action. So he, he's done a he's done a really good job in a short amount of time. So that's you know. that's that's OK. That's phenomenal. Um, coach, Rashawn, why did you leave college to coach uh, your former high school to pay a shitty? No respect for the from the players or the parents. <laughs> like, why, why did you do that? 
I ask myself that every day. Okay. Um, no, nah, I'm, I'm I'm joking. Um, honestly, I really just wanted to get back home. It wasn't so much about Fair what enough. level I was coaching. Um, you know, my brother had just had uh, my niece. Um, so I really wanted to get back home and, and be around her. Um, you just be back around family. So um, it wasn't really too much thought into levels at the time. I'm just like, I want okay. to get back home. Got gotcha. you. Figure it out from there. Fair enough. If you haven't figured out by now, like, I, you know, I, I just ask. What's Go comes, ahead. Yeah, Go I ahead. just ask. What's <laughs> happening. Like, the, the pay is shitty and the players don't have respect. So, like, you know, that's pretty much what it is. How competitive were y'all growing up? I'll let you take that off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, we were very competitive. Um, you know, both hate to lose. Um, you know, I always won, but you know, true. <laughs> you know, as he started to get older, he started giving me a run for my money. Okay, but, but then I was strong, so I just post them up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, what about you? Like, how competitive were you? Crazy competitive. Crazy. Um, hate to lose. You know, we outside all day and night. Mm-hmm. Uh, which these kids now need to go back outside. Go back outside. I mean, it's kind of dangerous out there, but I agree right. to to an extent. Not where your safety is in home. Right, right, right. That's the, that mean the backyard. It mean the backyard. But winter didn't matter about the weather. Y'all was out uh, there. We was always playing. Um, always wanted to win. No, no doubt about it. How many fisticuffs did y'all have as youngsters? We ain't really getting two of them on the fifth side, but we just yeah. battled yeah. Okay. On, yeah. on the court. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, we was more afraid of our dad, so that, yeah. we, it can only go so far. Yeah, right. right. Before, before Pop <laughs> gave y'all that, yeah. was it the look or was it the voice from dad? A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything? <laughs> oh, y'all cut that shit out out there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, was your dad in the military? No. 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 Okay, I'm just curious, because yeah. most, most, most dads, I just wonder, because my dad was a Marine, and he it was the look. And he used to wear glasses too. And it was just like, yo, stop, you know, we ain't, we ain't playing with my dad. Um, what other sports did y'all play in high school besides basketball? That's it. Just hooped. Oh, y'all just hooped? Yeah, just hooped. No baseball, no football, no nothing. I, I tried football when I was in uh, grade school for a little bit, but I just love basketball. So, okay. Yeah. How many hours would you say you guys put in individually or collectively, I should say? Um, to, to, to your craft, to playing basketball, and did you have to be pushed? But I mean, from your dad or from each other? No, I play ball all day, like outside, <laughs> find a gym, backyard. Um, no, I didn't have to get pushed. Mm-hmm. I think, I man, if we talking like the, on the serious, like you know, varsity games, mm-hmm. things like that. I think part of the one downfall is when I played against like no competition. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I play down their level, but but when them lights was bright, I got bright. You, you got busy. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> Same thing? I would say for me, you know, watching him and then myself, you know, I think I was naturally more talented. Okay. In terms of, you know, who learned how to work hard early, I would say him. Okay. He, he was crazy about really working on his craft. You know, I played, I you know, all day, but in terms of really learning how to work hard, it wasn't really until I started going down to Toledo with him working out and then him coming back home and get me in a gym. And I was like, oh, okay, this is what it's supposed to be. I'm, I'm uh, glad you brought that up. Yeah. So when you would go down to Toledo and kind of see what that college experience was like, did that kind of motivate you a little bit? For sure. For sure. I mean, like I said, the talent was always there. So that was never really an issue for me. You know, as a little brother, you want to copy everything your brother. Did. Absolutely. So, you know, he outside, he doing something. I'm, I'm working on it in the basement because I want to be able to do it or right, you know, right, show right. him up, whatever the case may be. But in terms of, you know, understanding what it really takes, how to really hone in on your craft, how many shots you need to make a day, mm. um, just seeing how he worked. And, and not only him, but just, you know, his teammates. Um, actually, one of the times I went down there, had the opportunity to work out with Jim Jackson, the NBA player. Yeah, yeah. And this dude didn't miss. 
You know, just seeing like how, you know, just, you know, being able to work out with him. And I thought I could really shoot the ball until I worked out with him. And I was like, no, nah, I got no, no, you got to go. OK, OK. So, um, so I definitely learned a lot um, in terms of how to work uh, for my brother, for sure. Um, when you were going down to college to kind of just be in his space, like like just kind of talk a little bit about like what you saw other than the Jim Jackson thing, but like, you know, from how they practice, the time management to how the coaches was coaching them to their own individual, like things that they put into it without having to be told, like kind of talk a little bit about that. I would say really the the commitment, you know, I go down there, you know, they're in the weight room early in the morning mm-hmm. with a strength coach and they face yelling crazy. <laughs> and a white dude. Yeah. Who don't have no muscles. <laughs> Not yet muscles. Oh, okay. Yeah, muscles. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. But, you know, everything they do and I'm like, I can't do that right now. You know, um, from when they get into the gym, just to, you know, how intentional they were, you know, um, you know, he had some they had a really good team at Toledo. They really, in my opinion, was a, a high major, mid major. So this okay, in terms okay. of talent that they had, they played real well against some of the top schools in the country. So just seeing guys, you know, working on that game and they might be doing the same thing over and over. But it was like they had a goal that day, gotcha. what they were going to accomplish. So it was great for me. OK, very, very eye opening. Um, like talk a little bit about that experience as a Division One player. Like when you left St. Rita, you graduated from St. Rita, you headed down to Toledo or over to Toledo, however you want to look at it. And that first Division One practice, and like like kind of talk about that experience overall. So, I was uh, the first male in my family to actually go play Division One athletics. Were you the first male to go to college? In the family, I believe, I believe so. Okay, finish, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, so. okay. So, you know, my family, you know, they were just happy, you know, like just just happy for the you know mm-hmm. accomplishment, and mm-hmm. I didn't really know what to expect. Okay, you know, so when I got there, you know, I and I I believe to you know I, I believe that worked really hard. Okay, um, that that first week of um, preseason conditioning, you, you like, <laughs> man, that stuff got to be legal. <laughs> I called I called my dad and was like I said this not right mm. like you know but it was it was uh it was eye opening man it was tough um I remember like I and we're trying to tell you you know I used to lift weights every day back home the first time I I, I did a weight training um at Toledo uh, I threw up afterwards wow uh, my you know I, I just the rest of the day I was done wow like it was um, cause we went cause you know we leave early we left yeah, yeah. I think I graduated in May I left maybe the last week in May okay we start right away start classes early cause people think it only take four years graduating from college it take a little bit more than yeah four. it do yeah, they, they, like, don't, they don't count yeah, the summer yeah, the summer yeah, yeah they don't yeah, count that yeah they don't yeah. count that so you know I got started right away and um yeah at, at first it, it was tough but but you know what I will say is that it's mental Okay. You know, it, it seems like a lot physically, but you know, um, I remember when I arrived on campus, one of my teammates' name was Kareem Milson. He was from Toronto. Okay. And we're in the dorm, and, and he he said, he said, "Hey, young fella," he was like, uh, "It's all mental, man. Like, like just remember that's mental." And he was right, because because you know, after you get through that first, you know, month. You kind of just get mentally strong. Right, you know, right. Yeah. And it's kind of smooth selling yeah. from there. So is it safe to say that just college in general, particularly as an athlete, is that the stuff that y'all speaking on is kind of designed to break the mentally weak to see who can kind of survive that that in the longevity? Yes, that's the that's the biggest challenge. And and so that's what even when we coach, you know, when I 
you know, get on our players and tell them like how it's going to be. You know, if you got to, you know, aspiration to go to the next level, like it's going to be much different. Like, like, like there's only so much we can do. Right. But at that level, they, they literally own you around the clock. And, and so <laughs> it's it's interesting that you say that, you know, we talked a little bit just briefly off camera, like, you know, Xavier's great lead to go to Indiana Tech the 18th. He's also, you know, unfortunately com- coming off an injury. But even prior to that, and even still, I'm just like constantly just trying. Now, I did not play college anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the college I went to, the first HBCU, uh, Lincoln University in Pennsylvania, they didn't have a football team. And football was my sport. Okay. <clears throat> and I mean, I was okay in basketball. I, you know, nobody was going to give me no scholarship unless it was to the fucking block playing crates, <laughs> crate ball. But I'd be trying to tell him, like, you know, just having that uh, mental mature mentality and what to expect. I just sent him something today that I saw on Instagram. Um, I think it was on Bleacher Report. I forget one of the high-level players it was. Somebody I had never seen, but they, it, it said that he had a workout with Chris Paul at 6 a.m., he arrived at 5.35, right? And Chris got on him right away, mm-hmm. right? I'd be trying to tell Xavier, if you're on time, you are fucking late. Like, you're late if you're on time. And so I told him that what I sent him with the message, with the video was, I need you to start conditioning your mind to arrive everywhere at least an hour before. So if you got to be at practice at seven, you need to be there at six. You need to begin some shots up. You should be sweating. You should be re- You should be tired before practice even starts. I'm just trying to get him ready because like, I just know basketball to me is probably the most relatable to life Oh yeah, than any sport. Right. It, you know, the teamwork and blah, blah, but it just mentally just fucks you up and the world is like that. So I just be trying to get him ready. And I, and well, I, I, I can actually is. give you, I mean, one more thing. You're going to have a schedule and it's right. going to be, you know, as a freshman, it's, it's, it's going to be crazy at first. But you have to do extra. Mm-hmm. Like, as crazy as it is, you have to go and do act one for yourself. Mm-hmm. But one, you have to show your coach. I mean, it's their first introduction to you. Mm-hmm. And your work ethic. Yes. Mm-hmm. You, you have to show them that, that you really want it. And, and they'll notice it. You know, one of the things, like I said, I was the first one to go with my family. So when I went down there, a complete day, I, that, I was done. <laughs> like, I, I was exhausted. <laughs> right. You know, but, you know, as, I, as you start to see and grow and learn... It's like, man, I, I got to do even I got to do even more. Right. You know, and it's, you know, it's just the way it is. And that separated the the great players from a from a, you know, basketball standpoint, but from a mental standpoint, like, you know, because yes. you could be you could be very uh, uh, talented from a basketball standpoint. But mentally, like if your if your mentals ain't there, like it, ain't, it, it don't add up. Yeah. I mean, you go to college one through 12 is talented. Like there's there's not going to be. I mean, I, I, I mean, I mean, you can go to an open gym, right. And you and you won't know who starts. Mm. <laughs> like that's just the way it that's is. That's the way it is. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Um, the experience that you guys had, um, particularly in college, and then kind of speaking when you were speaking about the experience as you were, you know, grooming that college um, lifestyle. How did that prepare you to become head coaches? So, I mean, for me. Um, in college, I kind of went through pretty much everything you can go through mm-hmm. as a player, um, minus a severe injury. Okay. Um, so freshman year, I started. Um, I was named captain midway of the year. Okay. Um, broke a lot of records. Um, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, um, 
continue that to my sophomore year to junior year, not playing really at all, to just glued to the bench. Why is that different, coach? Same coach. Um, just you Ooh. know, I'm, I'm not gonna say nothing bad about anybody, but you know, it just he had his preference, and that's what he chose to go with. And um, when my opportunities came, I took the most uh, most out of it. Mm-hmm. Like I remember one game. It's funny we still laugh about to this day. My my brother was at. We were playing Elmhurst at home, and at the time we was losing pretty much every conference game. I wasn't playing at all, but you know one thing I really tried to do, and my teammates would tell you this: I always was engaged. I'm always giving them advice, like Look, this is what's open. Like I wasn't messing with coach, but I was, you know, I was always helping my guys. And um, there's one game in particular, coach put me in. I started playing well, but every time somebody came to the bench in my position, I started walking off the court. Because like, I'm thinking I'm coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it got to a point where we made eye contact and I'm laughing. Like he laughing because I'm like, yeah, I think I'm coming, right, coming right. out the game. So anyway, I end up 22.6 assists, game one and three. We win. Next game, I don't play a second. So that was my experience as a junior. To senior, we get a totally different coach who came from a Division one level, um, came with actually one of his players and, was, you know, pretty much all about him and mm-hmm. that was that to my you know I played my senior but it was kind of like whatever but it was a real you know we started the season with nine seniors only two finished me and my high school teammate Emmanuel Crosby the others quit or transferred they, they said we're not doing this <laughs> which at the time I understood <clears throat> but I had never quit anything I was like you know what I'm gonna finish this out um but you know I said to say that 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 helped me learn what not to do as a coach okay um, and I think sometimes those are the most valuable lessons. Okay. To understand what losing looks like. So my our relationships are. So my my immediate <laughs> question, I, I know you saw my face like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I'm listening to this shit like, this what? That's true. My college teammates here, they were like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so so why, why you in transfer from your junior year? Like, So I'll be honest, I wanted to. Um, and actually, we were in the process of doing it um, after my sophomore year. But... Um, the credits, you know, at that level. Yeah. And I wasn't a school person. Oh. I mean, I was I was more of a school person than him. <laughs> right, right. But, like, I wasn't about to be behind a got you. year and a half. And so, from, from so so you, you mentioned that, like, so y'all talk about, y'all definitely mentioned, and other people have mentioned the level when it comes to athletics from Division One, Division Two to Division Three is sometimes there isn't a huge drop off in talent. Mm-mm. But when it comes to transferring those fucking credits, <laughs> it's a big difference. It's a big difference. <laughs> yeah. Division two ain't taking them division three credits and division one definitely not taking them shits. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's real tough. It's tough. Yeah. So people don't you know, people don't talk about that. Like so coaches and parents and boosters and it's like, oh the the, the you know, the talent is just the same and you have to work as hard and all that <laughs> other shit, but they don't tell you that that chemistry class from division three <laughs> ain't shit in division two. They don't tell you that. Yeah, it may not care. Now you gotta over. now you gotta start all the way to fuck. So that's why my stupid ass ain't finished college. Now, again, I, I wasn't no athlete, but when I got to the point of like going back to school, it was like a lot of them credits wasn't transferable. And I'm like, all right, well, fuck it then. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> when I saw like how much I was going to be behind academically. Yeah, might as well stay. Yeah, that conversation. It's kind of like staying yeah. with a woman that, that you know you should fucking leave. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's a different story for a different day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> overall, what type of players was y'all in high school and what type of players were y'all in school? In, in uh, college, rather. Um, I was always aggressive. Uh, you know, like 
like no matter what, I was a tough defender. Um, sometimes your shot falls. I was a, I was more of a gamer. Okay, like I, I wasn't like this great shooter or like I was I was coming at you. Okay, like I was trying to get to the basket. And I, like I was a gamer, I would make shots. I was just just like a, a grind type player. Okay, but I was very fast. Okay, so I used my quickness, you know, to do a lot on the floor. Okay, you know, you know, my speed was 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 up there. You know what I mean? So I just used that and and I wanted it. You know, it's just it's just the it's the mental mm-hmm. mental part right. that I think carry more. Like 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 Rashawn said, like I he was more skilled. Like he was actually more skilled with the ball, but. I mean, I had that dog in me. Okay. <laughs> so you're saying Rashawn didn't have a dog in me? Yeah, a little dog. Just okay. a little dog. Different. You know okay. dog. Different, different, different breed of a dog. Yeah. Okay. All right. And what about you in college? Well, what type of college player were you? Same thing? Um, Did that translate over? Same thing. But in college, you know, I went through so much just with my injuries. Like mm-hmm. my freshman year, I came in. I got some time. You know, came off the bench. Uh, sophomore year, I think mid-season is when, like, both of my patellar tendons started. Like, I literally woke up one day and couldn't walk. Oh, wow. So I had, they gave me, they started with um, a cortisone to get me through the year, which you know that messes up your knees. Yeah. Um, by that summer, uh, I, it's same thing. And so I had got six prolo therapy shots. Mm. That didn't work. Okay. So then my junior year, I had surgery. Okay. Then after the surgery, they literally pulled me into the office and my trainer, the doctors were kind of like, no, you can play. But if you keep playing at this high level, you might need knee replacement by the time you're 30. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I talked to my college coach, which, you know, to this day, like, we didn't have the, the best relationship. But at the same time, you know, um, this is a business and you sign a scholarship every year. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we came to agreements like, look, you know, you can sit out this year, finish up school, you know, and, you know, you, and you'll be fine. I'm honoring your scholarship. You know, okay. You're handling your business classroom. So that part alone, like, like I don't have student loans. So I got to be grateful for that. Right, But as far right, as the right. basketball part, I mean, injuries you can't control. Right, right, right. I, that's interesting that you say that um, as far as signing that scholarship every year because even now today, probably even more so, like, coaches are always looking for that next great thing. And, <laughs> you know, they may not, they may put you in that office. Like you may want to go ahead. Like people talk about the transfer portal in in college specifically. Like they, but what they not telling you is that sometimes the coaches is actually telling them. Oh yeah, yeah. You should probably oh, go yeah, ahead and jump will. in that portal. Yeah. I mean, you saw the shit that Dion said to his football players. Like <laughs> you should go ahead. I'm bringing motherfuckers. So you should might as well just jump in. Uh, what about you? What, what type of uh, high school player? What type of college player were you? I'd say in both situations, definitely a team player. Okay. Um, high school, very efficient. Okay. Nothing loud about me, but. You know, I averaged 19 a game as a senior. You okay. can look at, um, okay. like I said, didn't take a lot of shots. Just score when I needed to, um, but really was about my team. Okay. Uh, definitely a, a selfless player. Um, I think college, I played with a little more. Fire. Yeah. Okay. Like, I was just mad that I was at that level. Ah. So, like, everybody in front of me, like, that 37 you're talking about, like, that was my freshman year. Like, I had 34 the game before, but even then I was efficient. Like, I think my 34 game was on 12 shots, okay. 14 shots. My 37 was on 16 shots. Okay, Yeah, I think um, it is a 16 so, shot, yeah. You know, real efficient, but I was just, like, after everybody. Like, it didn't matter who stepped in front of me. Now, did you not get recruited at a higher level coming out of high school? I did, actually. Um, it's pretty dramatic. I think I remember, like, what was it? It was seven or eight Division One schools looking, and then I think what seven out of those eight staffs got fired. Oh wow! I think um, the University of Detroit the weekend they were coming to my house because they one week they came up to St. Rita, 
by the end of the week, the whole staff was there. Um, that weekend, like, all right, we're going to come in your house. And pretty much it was a done deal. The guard that they had offered in the summer committed that weekend. Okay. Then um, I had an opportunity in um, Division II, uh North Carolina. It was, it was Pembroke, but, you know, went out there. just wasn't, just didn't wasn't feeling, it. Just yeah. wasn't feeling it. Then my class, my classmate at the time, Emmanuel Crosby, who I mentioned earlier, um, who I actually, he's on my staff at St. Rita. Okay. Um, he was like, I'm going to North Park. I'm like, what is North Park? Right. I had never heard of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I went up there and actually it was, you know, better than I thought. Okay. For sure. Um, you know, I had that small school feel that I liked, mm-hmm. kind of felt like family. So, and at that point I was just like, I'm not trying to do another senior. Like, obviously I had people telling me to go JUCO or mm-hmm, prep or mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. all you need is a year. You got to get stronger. Right, 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 right. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to college. Right, 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 right. <laughs> North Park recruited Xavier. We went up for a visit. Um, I liked the coach. It was a tall coach. I forget his name. He had dreadlocks, but he played at the school. Um, the, the, the thing about division three, which, Unfortunately, puts them a little bit, but they, they don't offer scholarships. Right. And when you are talking about, I, I don't care if you're rich or poor, when you're talking about going to college, you want every financial opportunity that you can for your child. Like, you don't want to, you, you really don't want to take out no loans, especially if you went to college. If you didn't go to college and your child has a chance to go to college, I don't think that plays a part in the decision making process, or it doesn't play a, a, as much of a part as someone who went to college and understand those student loans and those, <laughs> you know, grants and financial aid. Like, that shit is, it was whatever. So I remember talking with the coaches, and when they said that, I was just like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, like, you know, there ain't no scholarship opportunities, like, we, yeah, we're going to go ahead and, we kept them on the, like, the list until they right. decided, but it was just like, yeah, we know, I, I, I'm not saying, I'm not paying for that shit, so I don't really, and you ain't no academic genius, motherfuckers, so like, yeah. we ain't fucking with that, so, as coaches, scout yourselves as players, give a, give a scouting report, so I, Coach Roche, scout, Play over scout myself. Um, I would probably say he's going to guard you ninety four feet. Okay. Um, he's going to try to get to the basket. Okay. Keep him in front. Um, I would say. Dare him to shoot first. You start making them, then you got to get up on them. <laughs> um, and then, you know, as I go to the basket so much, step up and try to take a charge. Okay. I was good at avoiding charges, but, you know, if I'm scouting myself, that's what I would say. Okay. Was you a shit talker? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that you know, for me, that's what um, – and it had nothing to do with the other player. Okay. It was for me. Okay. You know, so if I'm going against, especially if I went against a guard that they might have had ranked higher than mm-hmm. me or something like that. Before the ball jump, you, you I'm talk talking. Because I got to do it for me. Got you. You know, you so that, yeah, that's just, yeah. You ain't shit. Them yeah. rankings don't mean shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill you out here. That's him. Yeah. That's him. Yeah, so that was me. Okay, Coach Rowe, scout yourself as a player. Uh, I say me, um, you know, high Q for sure. Um, make him play defense. Okay. You know, when I played, I mean, I played, I wasn't going to let nobody kill me, but I wasn't like going after people. Right, 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 right. So I say definitely make them play defense. Uh, Any ball screen actions, mix it up. Okay. Show them the same look. 
Um, so trap, hedge it, whatever the case may be. Do not let me get out in transition. Um, so on a, on a break, if you can deny me the ball for a second, just to slow me down, definitely, um, definitely do that and don't okay. say nothing to him. Why not? See, I was the opposite. I didn't bother nobody. Okay. Somebody said something to me. It's over. Yeah. Is this a <laughs> yeah. All right. Don't talk to me because I ain't going to talk to you. Yeah. You talk to me, you probably going to hit, instead of 20, it might be 35. Dang. <laughs> yeah. And then do you say something at the end? See, talk, talking that shit got you that extra 15. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's your ass good. But, but, I, but, I, but, I, but I never, I never initiated. <laughs> okay. No. You never initiated it. No. See, I, see, Zay, I, he talked too much shit to me. Like, and I just felt like uh, it was a lot of times. Zay would see Zay would talk shit to a point where it's like, you know, we would lock eyes. It's like, bro, you, you got four points. What the fuck <laughs> is you talking for? You got four points, one rebound, and six turnovers. Like, why are you fucking yeah. still talking? But two of those points was some spectacular dunk. And mm-hmm. so, like, now that shit used to drive me crazy. Now, I'm a shit talker, but, like, I know my... And and I hate when people say this about like, well he get this shit from you but it's like he just do it re- sometimes recklessly like I there was like always a method to my shit just like mm-hmm. I'm trying to mentally break it. and I can't fight so it's kind of like <laughs> I'm testing to see how far I can go before you ready to fight me and then it's like man I'm only fucking with you dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, was coaching at Saint Rita your first time coaching together? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that was your first time. Mm-hmm. What was that like? I'll let you take that one first. <laughs> now you was the head coach, yeah, I was the head coach, and you hired him as the assistant. Well, no, hire. he had a choice. No matter what, he was coming, uh, <laughs> no, no, it's it's funny you say that. That no, what's funny about that? I was actually at that time I was done coaching high school basketball. That's true. Okay, I, I had previously coached AAU. Okay, and I, I liked AAU. Okay, um, and then when he got hired. You know, he called me, and I'm like, man, come on, man. Like, you know, so, so yeah, so, I mean, it was, um, it's crazy because our parents was very nervous. Mm-hmm. How about, about y'all working together? Yeah, because, Why? because I think we're just very different. Because he's crazy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, it's not that. It's just, like, even go back to, like, you say, like, I'm just a very – just outgoing. Okay. He's more laid back. Okay. And so now, you know, he's the head coach and he's laid back. Mm-hmm. And I'm the assistant coach. I'm outgoing. They right. thought it was going to clash. Right. Okay. But man, it worked. It worked. What's your signs? It worked. Sagittarius. I'm a Gemini. You're Sagittarius. When's your birthday? December 6th. Damn, that's crazy. That That's crazy. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm December 2nd. Okay. Right. <laughs> and I'm more like your brother, but you're more like my brother, who's uh-huh. December 7th. Oh, uh, okay. And so, my wife, we and my wife were just having this conversation where she told me the other day, like, I'm not like most Sagittarius in that most Sagittarius, and you're not like most of most Sagittarius are very, like, outgoing, kind of loud, boisterous, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but from a emotional uh like just kind of like stand like I don't like to be bothered I don't like to be like it's just mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying but you know when I'm in an element where I'm comfortable like you know I, I'm like your brother I, you know I'm, I'm usually the, <laughs> the life of the party but internally like I don't really like to be Mm-hmm. And so like you're real Like you're just like my brother Like that's mm-hmm. crazy <laughs> that's And we talked fine. before we came on the yeah. air Like cause you was like real like Oh <laughs> my fucking god <laughs> Okay That's that's interesting um, Talk about how important it was For you guys to develop your players At the next level And what exactly does that look like Across the board Unless you start So For me 
person I'm gonna speak for myself. Okay. I'll let him go. Um that's what it's all about for me. Mm-hmm. Is 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 you know, one you know, I was a kid once and I had dreams to play at the next level. And so, you know, that's kinda why I coach high school. Okay. Um I mean that's that 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 is before I hate to say it, that's that's like before winning, before everything is is trying to get, you know, kids a free education or as much money as they possibly can mm-hmm. because like I know one day the ball is gonna stop bouncing. Mm-hmm. And so I know people, you know, nowadays they get caught up in, you know, the rankings and this and that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It's like, man, just just keep the eye on the real prize. Mm-hmm. And that's getting as much money as you possibly can to reach the next level. So, you know, we grind on that end with, you know, college coaches, connections, you know, tournament directors, getting the highest exposure events, um, um, you know, sponsorships. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we want to be – I mean, if you think about it, last year we played Mount Verde at Mount Verde. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the number one team in the nation, we went to Mount Verde. Mm-hmm. And guess what? We walked out of there. They said, y'all a special type of crazy. Y'all gave us a game. Mm-hmm. They was like, you know, I mean, that, that's, I mean, you look at one through 15, they loaded. 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 So, you know, I think we lost 90, 70 or something like that, about yeah, 20. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't believe in moral victories, but I got showed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, we just want to put our guys on the stage and give them the best opportunities to to make it to the next level, really before anything. Okay, and that's just you know the honest truth. Okay, what about you, Kurt? My, my answer is honestly identical. You know, and I and even the part I'll add is, it's just, I'm sure it's the same for for my brother. Is obviously you know the goal is to get them at the next level, but it's really just to develop them as men. Okay, and just get them ready for life. Yep, you know, yep. especially being a black man today. Yep. Um, it's so important, you know, especially for them to see faces like ours, especially in the Catholic League. So mm-hmm. um, I took that to heart. Okay. Um, and then from a standpoint of, you know, preparing them for the next level and giving them every opportunity possible, for me, I felt like I was overlooked when I played. And while I had really good coaches, you know, they just didn't know how to network, didn't really navigate it the way that now I'm seeing being on this side of it, how you can. Okay. For your for your players. And, and, and they didn't put that much into it. No, they were they were great guys. And it's, it's nothing like that. It's just you just being on this side of it, you see what you can do. Okay. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So uh, from that standpoint is I want to make sure that, you know, we've done everything possible. Um, for that to happen. And if that means, you know, you don't win this game or you don't win the state championship, but we got six guys going to Division One, I did my job. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, fair, all right, fair, fair enough. Um, what, 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 what goes into creating a national schedule like you did with St. Rita? Like, how do you make those games? Is it connections? Is it just like okay. calling up Mount Bird? Like, you, you know. No, nah, so you got to have the players. Okay. That's like first and foremost. You don't have the players. You're not. You're not going to Montverde okay. to, play to, okay. to to play there. Um, but I would say, you know, my brother, you know, is a great at marketing. You know, he, you know, while I was the one posting on our social medias, he was the ideal person. You know, he's just great at what he does okay. in terms of marketing. So obviously, you know, having the players, him playing Division One, having a network he had early on, especially mm-hmm. he had definitely more, more connections than me at the Division One level. Okay. Um, but once, you know, the buzz started happening, naturally, you know, people start reaching out and just so happened I'm crazy enough that I'm gonna schedule it. Okay. 
you know, um, I think, you know, looking back at our years, people might say, oh, well, you know, you didn't win state. You didn't do this. Oh, OK, fine. But I put us on the biggest stage possible and I have no regrets. The stage that you put them on as a head coach mm-hmm. at St. Rita, mm-hmm. your alma mater, mm-hmm. was the biggest stage that school has been in even before y'all had got even as you guys were students there. Absolutely. I, I would give Gary DeCesar credit. You know, okay. he had a game on ESPN. They went to some national events for sure. Um, so I don't, definitely want to leave him out with what he did. Um, but we definitely took it to another level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. pop your collar. <laughs> pop yeah. that motherfucking yeah. collar. Yeah, I know you got a T-shirt on. Pop that shit. Fuck all that. Like, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> we put them on the fucking map. <laughs> oh, yes. For all sure. right. Sure. All right, cool. Um, <clears throat> all right, so. Of course, one question I do have, as you can expect, all right, most basketball enthusiasts, they felt like St. Rita had one of the best assembled teams in America. <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> in the, okay, in the state. Can we say the state? Sure. Arguably the America. Okay. One of the top teams um, that eventually became arguably one of, you know, from a turnover standpoint with all the transfers of the roster um, transferring out, probably one of the worst in the state history. Would you agree with that? And what happened? No, I don't agree. Okay, fair. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I respect and accept that answer. I say from a talent standpoint, we definitely had one of the more talented teams. I mean, we were preseason 23 in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so from that standpoint, no doubt about it. In terms of transfers, I mean, one thing I'll say about us is, you know, unfortunately, in today's climate, people find a reason to leave. And it's easy to get rid of a bill. Uh-huh. You know, contrary to popular belief, kids pay. So if you can go to another school for free and you get rid of this $400, $500 bill a month, it becomes very easy to walk away. I mean, I'm, I, I, I would agree with that because, I mean, we did go to Maris and we did leave. That was one of the reasons we got rid of that motherfucking bill. Yeah. I mean, among other things. But, yes, that was definitely one of the factors. Yeah. Okay. And, and one thing, and there's no disrespect for anyone that, you know, decided to leave or anything like that. But if you really look at it closely – Every year, no matter who left, our roster actually got better. I, I would, I just from a quick like, <laughs> mm, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> I would have to say yes. So while there was a lot of people, unfortunately, who don't like us for no reason, who hate on us, it is what it is. Um, no matter what, if someone left, everybody was nervous because they were like, oh man, who are they bringing in? What's about to happen? Right, 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 right. <laughs> and every time we answered the bell. Okay. So from that standpoint, I don't I don't look at it that way. Okay. In terms of the the results, I would take that season ten times out of ten. Okay. And don't get me wrong, we crazy competitive. You come in twenty three in the country, you you want to win the state championship. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. No, no doubt about it. But to to have the experiences that we had, I mean, those kids will never forget it for the rest of their life. For uh, we have multiple guys committed already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How many scholarships our guys had? Um, going to the Tournament of Champions um, and Bass Pro um, to mm-hmm. play at Missouri State to, again, go to Montverde for <clears throat> if we stay the next year, we're going to City of Palms to to be in those spaces and just the people we're meeting, the people that's talking to our kids, being able to compete against the best. 
There's no substitute for that. And people can coach for 20 years, never had that experience. So you set the school up for this upcoming because the schedule that they're on now was already in place right before you left. Or was it still some games that needed to be? They're not in those now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Okay. Like we uh, we no longer want y'all at these. Okay. 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 What about you? Uh, Like, Like, how do you respond to that? Ask me a question. Okay, so basically, you know, it was enthusiasts felt like y'all had a really good roster. Um, Y'all did accomplish a lot, Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, like Coach said, the the overall goal as far as winning the state championship and then uh, eventually all of the transfers happened, um, you know, just having one of the worst turnover rosters in Illinois history, like what happened and and just kind of talk about that a little bit. So... I'm. It's it's a lot of moving parts to that. Okay. I, 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 so, gotta kind of stay with me here. <laughs> All right, I'm listening. So, the first year that he took over the job, and we came in, there was a class, a freshman class that was there, that I guess you can say, we were just meeting. Okay. And um, you know, like I told you before, I had coach AU. Right. So you know, a lot of parents and people knew me and things like that so um you know and in, in, in high school you can't recruit so you have to just market you have to market yourself right, right. Hey, it's the truth hey, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> right. you know right. you have to, I mean, you, you have to market all right, yourself all right right so right. i thought we did a good job of marketing ourselves okay okay attractive okay because i um, pull up my text messages from some <laughs> of I'm, I'm just, not saying nothing, you know, specific. Well, I mean, just, I hear saying, you about you the recruits. You know, yourself, I, so. I hear you. <laughs> but go ahead, my bad. I, I received that. Okay, yeah, go know. on, go on. So, um, so basically, the following year, I mean, um, you know, we attracted some some pretty high profile players. True. Um, so, like, I mean, you get four years of high school. You know, so you know, you 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 want to be on the court. True. And at the beginning, I mean, we literally had maybe nine that were freshmen, sophomores, maybe Division One players. Yeah. You know, so when you look at it, 32 minutes in the game, um, you know, and if you're smart, you, you, you know it might be some changes. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with how we coach or anything like that. It's just it's not enough playing time. Right. So, you know, th- those things happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then I think when you move towards, and I'm speaking on like the 2024 class, mm-hmm. that year, and, and and this is why I think people don't understand. So we mentioned, you know, Gary the season, mm-hmm. which he which he he did a good job when he was at Reader. Um, the team, I don't know if you know these players, when the team when he had Charles Matthews, Victor Law, Marnie Cheney, Miles um, Carter, Miles Carter, uh, Dominique Matthews. Um, What's the kid in with Tulane? Kane Harris. Harris. I mean, he had a squad. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know shit about St. Rita until I initially talked to you in regards to Xavier. Okay. (laughs) Didn't know nothing about it. And I was still learning the culture. I was still learning Chicago, let alone basketball and blah, blah, blah. So, no, I I didn't know shit about St. Rita. So, that team. I knew about their football. I knew football, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I knew football, but go ahead. So, so that team um, were all juniors and seniors. Okay. All Division One players. I'm talking about high. I'm talking about Kentucky. No, I'm talking about like some big time Seton Hall, like Got some big you. time players. Um, and they finished. They lost in the sectional championship, championship right? Mm-hmm. So just just stay with me. 
So now you fast forward to our 2024 class, sophomore year. Mm-hmm. On the court, for, the, for our playoff run, we had three sophomores. No, three freshmen. No, three sophomores, a freshman, and a junior. No, no, we had three freshmen. It was it was Amari, a Makai, and Melvin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot Melvin. And then we had um, James and Marias. Mm-hmm. And then Caden and Jordan. Kaden, and we had two juniors. Mm-hmm. So you have five underclassmen. And you have two, I guess if you want to call juniors upperclassmen, mm-hmm. but they're not seniors. And we lost in the sectional championship game. Mm-hmm. So when you compare the two teams, we're talking about, uh, you know, teams filled with high major players that were juniors and seniors. And that was, I'm just going over like the past 20 years, right. every this biggest accomplishment. Right, right. And we were able to do that with freshmen and sophomores. The same exact thing. Exactly. So when I say that, I think that's a big deal. Okay. I think that comes with a lot of hype. Mm -hmm. I think that comes with a lot of uh, entourages. I think that comes with a lot of noise. I think that comes with a lot of, you know. Jealousy. You're this, you're that. Jealousy. It it comes with a lot. Speak on that shit. It it comes with a lot. So, So going into the following year. Um, you know, we, we, we had a, a big transfer come in. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just noise. And and it's not popular for Saint Rita to have this noise. I mean, the state is used to Whitney Young, Simeon, everybody else go go sit down, figure it out, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean when of course when Nick was at Morgan Park. Um so that's that's just kind of what the city is used to. Mm-hmm. So it's kinda like, who are these guys? Where do they come from? Mm-hmm. What are they doing? What's going on? And then, unfortunately, we had big like like people think like in the state we had problems like people picking at our kids. No, we had to deal with prep schools. <laughs> mm-hmm. That that that's a that's a whole different animal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you you have these players that you know some top one hundred this and that, and they're paying to go to school. I mean, I don't know about you. Back in the day, I had a pretty gift for guy for girls and all that. You know, I can run my mouth, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. You, you 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 competing with this? You 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 gotta have some. You know what I mean? Like that's just so. Yeah. Basically, when all that comes in now, where I go back to that year when we accomplished that, we were coaching. Mm-hmm. Coaching turned into managing. Okay. So now you're managing. Okay. I didn't sign up to manage. My brother didn't sign up to manage. Signed up we to signed up to coach. coach. All right. So now when you become basically managing. You know, it just it just gets <laughs> tough. It just gets tough. Okay. I mean, it is what it is. So, okay. you know, when I, when I look at you know, and and I actually got a phone call. Um, one of my one one uh, there's a young coach that coaches for one of my mentors growing up. Okay, and he called me, and this is what he said. And this is when we had all the kids <laughs> the freshman sophomore year. He said, he said, man, you feeling good, huh? I said, man, you know, I'm doing all right, you know. <laughs> so he goes, uh, he say, when they get to like that sophomore junior year, you don't have to manage it, bro. He say, it's, it's, he say, all of a sudden, everybody gonna have it figured out. And at the time, it's like you know, we got freshmen getting scholarships. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, like ah, everybody should be yeah, good yeah. with what they got on yeah, their plate. Yeah, mm-hmm. but 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 <laughs> I I will say this, <laughs> he told me the truth. Mm. And so that's just kind of the way I see it. But at the end of the day, 
if you look at it from the standpoint like Rashawn said about our kids being seen on the biggest stage, scholarships, whatever, no matter what happened, the parting ways at St. Rita, whatever, everybody know our guys. Our guys are taken care of. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so okay. if you coach and 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 you did that, well, sorry guys, we didn't win state. Our bad. <laughs> you know, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, you are, it's funny that you are, you kind of spoke on like, you know, the managing part. Um, how does parents of high profile athletes make it difficult to coach them specifically and just coach in general? No, no, no. You start. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm. No, sir. No, sir. You know, already. No. Already. No, sir. I, already. I know you are. I know you are. And we talked about this a little bit. No, no, no. You start, bro. Uh-uh. You ain't going to keep like that. No, you, you get it and piggyback off his shit. No, he going to piggyback off your shit. Now, you go. Come on. Um, I say, honestly, parents in general. You know, I don't know if it's fair to say, you know, a high profile okay. parent or because. To be honest, a lot of parents now think that kids are better than what they are. Okay. So I think the issue is, is that right now you have parents that are, they're making it a competition. I feel like the adults now are more in competition more so than even the kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's hard to deal with as a coach. It's like we're given one message. Like who, who the fuck am I coaching or managing? Your yeah. child or you, motherfucker? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I won't coach. <laughs> yeah. That's why I won't coach because yeah. I, I will beat up a lot of your parents for getting here. <laughs> so go ahead. Yeah, because kind of like, you know, everybody's going to eat if we buy into this. But the issue is when we're given that message and after a game they get in a car, that car ride home is dangerous. Because they get in that car ride home and that parent is so-and-so didn't pass you the ball, so you need to look him off next time. Mm. Or you only shot six shots, you, you're not going to get that high major offer because you only took six shots. Or you're not going to be a McDonald's All-American because you, you only had 10 points tonight. And it's a lot of craziness that they have no clue what these scouts are looking at, what these colleges are looking at, why they don't have a clue because we're talking to them. And no matter how involved parents think they are, because they talk to a college once, our conversation as coaches is always going to be different mm-hmm. with the college coach. And direct. Every time. Yeah. Every time it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. It will never, what we talk about will never be the same. What the parent talks about. Ever. Respect. Um, and then during the course of the game, you know, we have a parent meeting. Don't coach your kid during the game. <laughs> well, there's plenty of films we can pull up, and it's all kind of hand signals going on. From parents during the game. I've been in y'all stands, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I've sat behind. Okay, parents. so you know I have shit on film from those Maris games. <laughs> yeah, so okay. you, so you know, so it's like you dealing with that. So it's like it's it's really difficult as a coach. Where like my brother was saying, you know, you go from coaching literally to managing, where we're not even, you know, when we should be scheming, we we talking about how we're gonna put out this fire. Or how are we going to stop this? So this parent is upset. I mean, we there's times when I'm, I was real good about it. I, it was only one time I actually picked up the phone this year after a game. We won the game pretty convincingly, and I had a parent call and literally talk to me about the amount of shots the kid had. And I was mad at myself for answering the phone because I, I knew I shouldn't have answered this. You knew when you saw the phone ring and you knew what it was? I knew it was going to be some crap. Okay. Like, why are you? We just won the game. Right. What, what are you even calling me for <laughs> after the game? Right. right. But, but again, like you say, you know, the reason why you put your kids in sports is for life. 
these life lessons mm-hmm. that when life gets hard, you know how to get back up. Mm-hmm. You're not going to mm-hmm. run away when your family's in Th- need. That's not the message now. That's not the message now. It's like, like like parents are setting their kids up for failure because they they making them think that life is all about being up. There are no downs, and it's crazy because those same parents are the parents that's down. I I had Mike up here a few weeks ago, and I and I let Mike know, and I'll I'll tell y'all like there are way too many parents living through their children, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to live through Xavier. Mm-hmm. I, I I never operated in that manner. Like now, when you talked about now, I was guilty. I was guilty of you talked about the hand signals and the this with the parents, right? <laughs> but my hand signals to Xavier wasn't put up more shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, why you passing him the ball when I knew he didn't pass you the ball? It was that's a stupid ass fucking shot. <laughs> right. Why are you not boxing out? Why the fuck are you standing there mm-hmm. and the play is going on? Why are you not moving? This is the play. There's no play in the history of basketball that has you stand. Those are the like back and forth and as they'll tell you, everybody that heard me whistle, he knew that was me. I'm <laughs> on some shit with him. So I was that parent. Mm-hmm. Xavier is and was a thousand times better than me at his age than I was at his age. But I would have beat him. I say this all the time because I was just smarter, stronger, and just like more streetwise. He, you know, he's a suburban kid. It's like yeah. me and my wife teach him all the time. Like you're a suburban kid. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I would have whooped your ass <laughs> in fighting and then you know, kind of whatever right. doing basketball. But I, I, I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to be him. Yeah. Not even close to being him. I got a pretty fucking okay life with all of my downs. Mm-hmm. My life is okay. His shit is just getting started. I don't want to start over. Mm-hmm. I, I'll go back and do a few things differently. Mm-hmm. And truth be told, if I did, then his mother and him would have never known me. But <laughs> that is what it is. But it's way too many parents living through their children. For sure. And then, you know, what happens is a lot of parents, they'll say, oh, yeah, I want you to be tough on my son. Oh, no, I want him to go through adversity. But then... As soon as you are. When we are, we, we're horrible. We're why, why the fuck horrible. you talking to my son like that? Now, now we got to leave now. Mm. And it's like, really? So you forgot about everything else we did. Mm. All the time we put in, all the sacrifice. Because as coaches, we lose time, we lose money, sleep, all the above. They're not being paid anything. No, for your kid. For not, your child. Not ours. Not our household, but for yours. And the money that you are being paid, you're probably giving to their children anyway. You said it. I, no, so, I, I, <laughs> so, you know, I said to say that, you know, it just becomes a challenge as they have more success. Now those voices in the background are louder. Um, each car ride home, you got a different set of issues. So just when they come back, it's just you like, how did we get here? We back to square one mm. when we really should be preparing for the game Tuesday. Okay. So. Um, do players and parents of the lesser known kids, do they sabotage things such as team chemistry and backbiting to their administration? Meaning you got a group of kids who are returning or coming up the ranks they're not as good as the kids that are still there or the ones that you're recruiting in. So are those kids and the parents sometimes an issue? Rarely. Okay. Um, occasionally, yeah. Okay. You might have some delusional <laughs> parents, right? Um, those, those always exist. But actually, the ones that's really not playing as much, they're the most grateful. Mm-hmm. Thank you, coach. Here's a gift card. Thank you for taking my son out of town. I have to pay a dollar. That okay. was a great trip. That was that was a great game. Good job, coach. It's the it's usually the ones you do the most for. Mm. 
Interesting. <laughs> I was about to say something. I got. I got to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I guess. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, I remember when we were transferring from Maris and trying to decide where we wanted to go, and you know, went through the whole process. I had always been a person that I was very mindful of where Xavier was going because I didn't want parents of kids who were coming up through the ranks to be hating on him and then poison their child to kind of hate on Xavier. So that's why we didn't end up at the Hillcrests, respectfully speaking. That's why we didn't end up at St. Rita. That's why we didn't end up at Simeon or the Kenwoods because you guys, those teams were machines already. And I wanted Xavier to kind of be his own thing, you know, kind of, you know, carry his own little legacy, you know, and I thought he did a, you know, he was well on his way to having a phenomenal season before he got hurt, like phenomenal season. So I can kind of relate to that a little bit. All right. So, uh, how difficult was it to resign from y'all school? That's school. That's y'all school. (laughs) That's y'all school, right? As coaches and players, there is a lot of blood, sweat and tears left on that court for the both of you. How difficult was that? So, and you don't really have to go into a whole lot of detail. No, I got you. I got you. Um, I got a quick answer. Okay, I, you go then. I go. Uh, now, now we'll let you go. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> it's easy to resign from the people that run the school when you're not on the same page. Damn, I was hoping you was going somewhere with that. Um. I thought you were going to say it's easy played, to resign for motherfuckers who don't want no, I thought you were going to say no, that. No, no, go, no, ahead, no. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. My bad, my bad. I played I'm a shit starter, bro. No, I'm a shit starter. No. I, I played at St. Rita. I accomplished things at St. Rita as a player and a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was there, it was different administration. When I coached there the first time before he, I coached there years ago after college. Okay. Um, different. It depends on, you know, what direction the school wants to go and okay. if you agree or not. It's just like we can have a conversation right now. You say, well, I think I'm going to go left because I like this over here. Oh, I don't like that, so I'm going to go right. And I think it's just as simple as that. So, okay. you know, to say, you know, like right now, it's just St. Rita wants to go left. And you don't want to go that way. And we <laughs> want to go right. And so maybe – Five years from now, there's different people, administration in the school that wants to go right, like we want to go. I feel like you gave his answer. No, I'm going to give you a real answer. Okay. No, you got it. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm all ears. Um, So, first off, I mean, in all seriousness, I'm actually really thankful for the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like, you know, when I think about the question you asked, it, it brings me back to my why. Okay. And when I first got into St. Rita, which, you know, historic, great institution, mm-hmm. um, you know, up to that point, they're not, they haven't had a, a full-time black employee in the school. Mm. So when I got in, for me, it was way bigger than in basketball. Got you. I wanted to get more people that look like myself into the building. Got you. I wanted to, get, you know, be able to have more opportunities for black coaches to get in our league. Got you. Gotcha. And, and that started to happen. And yes. I'm not saying it all happened because of me, but I, mean, I it is feel like is. I had a big Part of role that. in that. Right, right, right. Um, you know, being in a school where it is very diverse and it is important for our kids to have someone that looks like them. To represent them, to right. see them. Yes, no, no, no. Representation is a, a big deal. Right. And these Catholic leagues, whether they're 
the East South Suburban mm-hmm. or Chicago League, it's not a lot of black coaches. And what usually happens is, like with anything, whether it's professional sports or college sports, they see, you know, oh, look, the Negroes are having so much <laughs> success. Let's let's get us one. <laughs> let's go get us one. No, you know what I'm, I'm going to say? No, it did happen because of you. Flat out. That that's why we added more that's more black coaches in, in into our league. That's why, you know, St. Reed administration started hiring people that look like us into the school. It is because of my brother. And that's just the truth. Because what happens is when you see us having success and you see the noise and you oh, see they're all they're, they're good. See, yeah. So, <laughs> so 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 naturally Ooh. Yeah. So naturally, you know, you want to <laughs> compete. And and you want to be at that level, so changes were starting to you know be made. And and I'm gonna speak as a father as well. It's like you want our babies, like put somebody there that they can relate to. I, I you know no disrespect to no Caucasian coach, no white coach. My, Xavier, now here's the interesting thing about that. I was very selective, admittedly, on allowing Xavier to be coached by a black coach. And the reason being is because I don't feel I don't feel like. A lot of the black coaches, I don't really care what state, you know, I don't feel like a lot of the black coaches take the craft seriously, right? Enough to, you know, go to camps and get better and, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. And so I felt right, wrong, weak or strong. I felt like he would have gotten better coaching, coaching from, from, from a white coach. Right. But what I didn't take into full consideration is that representation when Xavier was, when he was having his moments of immaturity on the teams that he had, whether at Maris or at, at Oakland and shout out to them coaches other than coach Trindle at Maris, he can get a big fat fucking fuck you. Um, I felt that he could have benefited from having a black man that was mirroring the message that I was mirroring as his father. Now, Coach Rose and and eventually uh, um, Coach Hans at, at Maris, as men and as fathers, but it's a little bit, I remember having a conversation with Rose, like there's a slight difference between being a father and a man than being a father, a man, and a black man. There's a huge difference there. And then some stuff you just really can't relate to and don't really know how to pour into when Zay is having those moments. So, you know, I, I kind of I dropped the ball on that one a little bit. Actually, <clears throat> actually, what you just said, and, you, and you've said this, you know, a number of times I've listened to, you know, some of your podcasts and, you know, you basically, you know, had an issue. I don't know what who I'm just saying you had an issue with with how. You know, Xavier was getting promoted, you know, um, you know, just the uh, opportunities mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And one thing I respect you for is that, you know, exposure runs. You say I started this because of my son. I don't have that. Yeah. And and then after that, you said, OK, now I'm going to take this platform and I'm going to try to help other kids. So now if you were a father that said, oh, I just started to help other kids, I wouldn't even be here right now because I know you're lying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But But because you say that. And, and, you know, that makes sense. But so I'll say this to you. In that situation, whatever that was, mm-hmm. you felt that you had to do that. Me and my brother are exposure ruins. You get, you get what I'm saying? I got you. So, so, and it doesn't even, and it has nothing to even do with, with, of course, kids that look like us. Mm-hmm. Kids that, that look, however, whoever you are, if you're a part of our 15, and in a part of our 15 on the sophomore team and going down to the freshman team with our A and B team, whatever, you are family. For sure. It, it, it goes in this order. Um, my immediate family, 
That's first. Then after that, my players. Then after that, my past players. In that order. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that, that's what, you know, we stand by. Yeah, you definitely spoke on, like, just the, you know, I I, I mean, it's no secret. Like, I, I started this platform flat out, straight up, no apologies for Xavier. It's like, okay, y'all say that these kids are the best, and a lot of them are really, 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 really good. And some of them are, you know, slightly better than Xavier, or they do different things better than them. But it was some kids that they were saying, it was just like, with all due respect, because I don't like talking about children. It's like, no, nah, I don't see that. So let's bring them all together. Like people were, and then I didn't have to answer to, I'm not from here, so I don't have to answer to them. I don't have to play that politics. It's like <laughs> respect to the South side, respect to the West side, respect to the, like, but I ain't from them areas. So I don't have to go ask whomever. It's like, nah, I'm going to do this shit and I'll put my own money out. <laughs> fuck, fuck all that. So yeah, I, I definitely, you know, created a platform for Zay. But then, like you said, like it was other players who didn't look like him, who I felt benefited. You know, shout out to, you know, Owen um, that's down at Iowa. Like, he, now he put the work in on the court, of course, to get Coach Fran and him to recognize him. But I, inv- I invited him to a run, and he came up there and bust everybody's ass. And I felt like because he was playing with those city kids and was putting in fucking work, that really got the notoriety that you know because he was down further south of the, of the right. state that he was he may not have been getting um, Owen Freeman. And so, like, I just feel like the platform has. I have exceeded far expectations than what the platform I ever thought it would be. And then, you know, we just kind of branched off into kind of doing this. So, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely grateful and I appreciate you recognizing that. Like, yeah, I, I no, I mean, yeah, I am for the kids, but it's also like, it was for my fucking son. So <laughs> the kids who benefited say thank you to Xavier. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, with that being said, all right. So you both now coach at St. Lawrence as assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. How does that differ from St. Reader other than the title of, you know, head coach to assistant coach and, and being assistant coach? Like what's the difference between being, oh, being over? Cause it's still Catholic. Right. I, I mean, for me in terms of position, I don't have an ego. I don't care. Okay. Um, obviously I know I'm a head coach. I want to be a head coach, but um you know, it is what it is. I'm I'm happy, you know, in my role. Okay. I think for me, what means the most to me right now is having a peace of mind and an administration that's supportive. Okay. Um, and even stability in the administration. Gotcha. You know, um, St. Lawrence, the president's been there for well, 12 years now. Tim Chandler, the athletic director, I think he's going on year 12, I believe. Um, so just seeing a stability and a support, that's what means a lot to me. You know, unfortunately, uh, Sam Reed, you know, there was just a lot of turnover. Okay. Like president, principal. So it wasn't just like the players that. on the court? No. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. So they make it seem like that. So you mean yeah. they, y'all turn it over shit in the administration too. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know, want to talk about a, that. There's a lot of turnover. And, and like I say, I think as a coach or really anywhere you work in any organization, you just want to feel support. Right. Um, so having that support now for me um, means everything. So I'm really happy and excited about um, the group that we have. What about you, Ray? So it's, it's different for me because, you know, Rashawn, he works in the school. Um, you know, I, I don't work in the school. So um, I still have the passion to try to get kids to the highest level. Um, and so I look at it as – you know, we 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 took a program three, four years with a COVID season. Yeah. You know, and and you know, built it up to the point where people were talking about us. On, I mean, I, I give you an example, and this right here, and people can look at this how they want. Rob Smith is, you say, the goat. Mm-hmm. In his last season, 
and I hate to even bring this up because we got smashed. Yeah, they killed us. But in his last season, in just three years with a COVID season, we were the primetime game at Chicago League Classic. Now, did we get smashed? Yes. Take that. But if you're talking about a program standpoint on where you start and where you're trying to get to, mm-hmm. that we were the primetime game. That can't be overlooked. No, they can't be overlooked. Mm-hmm. You know, so, 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 you know, with, with that, it's like, okay, you, you, you kind of take on your experiences that mm-hmm. you had at St. Mm-hmm. Rita. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a person that I like, I like to be challenged. Like mm-hmm. I, I get, you know, I, I like to help kids, but my, my personal thing is I've always been a competitor. So it's now, okay. You know, you look back and say, you know, what can you do differently? You know, what are some of the things that we can change? Mm-hmm. You know, how could we do this better? And then now, you know, with this time, you know, you, I mean, right now you got 100 kids in, in Chicago transferring. Yeah, it's like one-on-one. So so, so basically in, in, in this day and age, it gets harder to build programs. Like I was joking with a coach the other day and we were talking about kids as incoming freshmen. And we we're like, Man, do you really want incoming freshmen? <laughs> you know, because it's like keeping a kid for four years. Like I'm not interested in and in, in, in talking to a kid and you know selling selling uh, right. Saint they, they every leave. single year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, it's just those challenges on trying to get to the top with everything involved and taking our experiences. And like I say, now we got like Rashawn. You know, he probably know every tournament director in the country. You know, now I, in my phone, I literally got every college coach in the country. Mm-hmm. So it's putting all that together, learning from my experience, you know, coaching together, whatever. And, um, you know, just trying to build it up. You spoke about, uh, you know, the, the transfers. I mean, y'all won the preseason, me meaning the, the preseason transfer battle. <laughs> right. But then y'all then have had now some transfers out. Mm-hmm. You know, no just transferred in. You know, he did the toe in the pool and then he and then transferred out. And then y'all lost EJ Mosley. So now y'all got, you know, Josh over there, a uh, great kid, mm-hmm. uh, real great kid. His his father texted me this afternoon. Like, <laughs> you know, I really, you know, like you're doing a great job with the, with the platform. Yep. You know, we played with the Wolves together, yada, 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 and so on and so forth. Um, how does that hurt the culture when you have transferring in, transferring out, transferring in, transferring out? Does that hurt the culture when you're trying to build the team? I think that's the culture of the day. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so you adapt. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't think. I mean, for one, I mean, you know, those are two talented players. Definitely. About, and I feel like anytime you have an opportunity to be in the gym every day with guys of a certain caliber, it's going to help. You it's going to benefit. Um, in terms of the change, it's all over the state. When right. Whether you're adding, subtracting, mm-hmm. it's always an adjustment. Got you. So sometimes. You could be better, to be honest. By subtracting? Yes, you can be sometimes. Okay. Um, sometimes you can be better by adding. That's just that's the, just the re- nature. That's just the reality of the situation. Okay. So, you know, unfortunately now, you know, again, college has trickled down to high school where, you know, I talked to a college coach the other day and he like, yeah, every year I have to be ready to get nine new guys. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know, high school. And the roster is 12 to 15. Right. You know, high school, you can look across the board and you can almost guarantee, at least from those programs that are really competitive mm-hmm. um, for the most part, Four at least five. in the in the city, suburbs a little bit, um, you know, 
three, four, five. Uh, yeah, I was going to say four or five. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. And like I say, and that just goes back to, you know, the parenting now where we're teaching our kids to run when they hear, you know, when they experience any adversity. Um, here's a quick solution to success. Here's a uh, shortcut. No, it don't work like that. And ultimately, it's going to catch up with them. Oh, yeah. Um, so I don't. <clears throat> You know, sometimes transfers make sense. It really does. Mm-hmm. You want to play on a bigger stage. You want more opportunities. Whatever the case may be, sometimes it makes sense. But 101? That's no. a lot. No. That's a lot. That's and out of that 101, <laughs> yeah, I would say maybe nine are Division One players. And the rest are just kind of like, eh, whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway, three, three, <laughs> three questions left. Um, I saw when I was doing some research just kind of looking up some stuff to ask and just kind of go where I saw a quote that you said, and I want you to explain it. Okay. Explain under promise over deliver. Yeah. So, um, you know, when I sit down with a family just about, you know, what we can provide, um, you know, we don't have a crystal ball. Mm-hmm. Right. So at the end of the day, I don't know if your son's going to grow. I don't know his work ethic. I don't know how he battles when when he really in the fire. Mm -hmm. Um, So from that standpoint, you know, we'll lay out, look, this is what we provide, but this is a two way street. So what happens is I never say, you know, your kid's going to go to Duke. He's going to go to North Carolina or he'll be ranked this or that. But when parents start to see how hard we work, whether it's making sure they're in the top tournaments, Mm -hmm. being there to support them. And the reality of it is, everything is political. It is what it is. It is what it is. So you go on these tournaments, and your coach is there, and he's able to get in somebody here. Well, guess what? That might help you out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, the Being able to, you know, be in these top tournaments across the country, knowing, um, you know, guys who do rankings, whether that's in the state, nationally, you want to be on the USA team. Well, we have those contacts. Mm. So in terms of, you know, what what this can look like, I feel like we always surpass it. Okay. Right. But I never come in saying. I can do that. Right. Because you just don't. Because, again, parents are living through kids. So you don't even know if the kid really love it. Right. Enough to go through all that. How serious he is. When he gets in it, is he going to be like a deer in headlights? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is too much. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the big. That's a lot of pressure. And we've seen it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, from that standpoint, I always, you know, try to keep it at a, at a, more surface level of saying, hey, you know, we gone the basics. We're going to mm-hmm. make sure his grades are right. I'm going to make sure that he's doing the right things. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a great experience. We're going to push him. And then we let the results fall how they fall. But, you know, parents can say whatever they want, but anyone who's been in our program, one thing they can't deny is the experience and opportunities that kids have. Okay. All right. Um, when you guys played, who was the toughest person you guarded in high school and in college? Name the player. I don't say I, no, nobody was tough to guard. Like you, no, I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> That's trying to was say. <laughs> no, I'm. Um, I don't even think. I don't even think he went Division One. I. I don't even. I don't even care. Uh, I know exactly who you're gonna say. But there was a guard that played. Uh, he started at Bremen, then he went to Providence. Mm-hmm. Mike Lindsay, about five eight, five nine. And and this is a funny story. I got to tell you the story. <laughs> so junior year, he played with a um, big kid named Mike 
Thompson. Thompson. They, they went to Duke. Okay. They had a pretty good team. They had a good team in our conference. Um, so I had two big guys, Gerard Young, Mike Rembert, that also played Division One on my, on my high school team. Mm-hmm. And that year, we playing this big old monster. He's a monster. So, so we all, you know, we end up losing the game or whatever. And then we were just kind of like, man, like they was tough. So senior year comes, and Providence is down, and it's our senior night. Mm-hmm. Literally, all they have is Mike. <laughs> I got to guard him on my senior night. <laughs> <laughs> So my whole team is just laughing like, oh, you got to, you know, so. But he was tough. Like, I, I think I held him to like 13 on my senior night, whatever. But I mean, all my energy, he was quick, fast. Yes, he was he was tough to guard. And then in college, I have to say my teammate, his name was Keith Triplett. <laughs> he, he was he was cold. That's all I can say. He was okay. really good. Okay. Yeah. What about you, bro? I mean, mine is in, in two parts. One, because one of the guys was nice to me, but he could have killed me. Okay. So Derrick Rose played against him his last home game at Simeon, regional championship game, okay. senior year, my junior year. Um, he only had like 10 points, but he could have – it was the only time I've been on the court. And I was like, this dude can score whenever he wants to. Right. And, you know, I wasn't scared. I mean, I'm competing, but right, it's right. just like, this, this dude, this is different. Right. <laughs> um, and then I would say my first start as a freshman, I played varsity as a freshman, was against Jerome Randall. Oh. The fastest guard I've ever been on the court with. I mean. And it don't look like nothing changed. And I had, right. And I had <laughs> played against him in small fry. So we knew each other, whatever. But, you know, even in zone, I mean, he was coming to my side and just scoring on me. And I'm like, dude, you go to the other <laughs> Go side. to the other side. <laughs> um, so I would say those two for sure. Um, and then in college, no one here will know him. Um, but his name is Steve, Stevie Jerichovich. Okay. Um, he's actually the head coach at Carthage now. Okay. Um, he averaged 30 a game in college. Um, All American. We couldn't do nothing with this dude. Buckets. Just yeah, he just he was gonna score regardless. <laughs> okay. Who was your barbecue chicken? Who did y'all give buckets to? Name a player. Uh, I'm a, I'm like this one because if if he happens to see he is Chicago, he's gonna get mad. Um, but he he an NBA player. Um, so funny story. Um, in the summer of high school, we had a tournament at Loyola. <laughs> I know you about to say? Yeah, it's gonna he be funny. Too. This one might go viral. Um, so. My coach at the time, you know, <laughs> he did. Nah, this, yeah. So he was, you know, always trying to challenge me, you know, because I'm pretty, you know, chill. <laughs> so he was just like, you know, um, if you're serious about playing in college, like we're going to find out, you know, we playing Oak Park River Forest. Iman Shumpert is over here and he's getting recruited by the ACC and this. And at the time, I grew up playing with every ball player in Chicago. So I'm like, how do I not know, know this guy? Right, right. And I don't, again, you don't say nothing to me. So right. it just so happened it came from my coach this time. Man, I came out there and I killed that dude. <laughs> I'm talking 40 on his head. Word. Yes. I did. Yeah, like I was he's doing this like I killed him. Now, obviously I'm a realist. I know if we played 10 times, he probably would have killed me the other nine. Right, right, right. But, but that one day. You're going to get you. Yeah, 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 I'm taking mine. Iman yeah. Shumper buckets. But shout out to yeah. Iman Shumper representing that class. I'm happy everything he's doing. But yeah, we definitely, yeah, I got him. Yeah, you got him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Badge of honor. Okay. What about you, Ray? Um, I gave buckets to a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, Give us one. <laughs> so, you know what I'll do? I'll be fair. And, and name a person, and but then they turn around and got me. Okay, okay, that's so. Fair. We playing in you know summer league. You free, yeah. And you know ain't no no system, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Free, no pick so, and rolls and none of that shit. So we're playing back then. Julian used to be really good uh, yeah. with Sean Dockery and all those. Guys. Yes. So we're playing. 
and um and I'm knowing they on the schedule. So me, I'm I'm you know I'm piping myself up like you know like Shana thinks is a, is a year older than me. Okay. So, um, I'm like, man, I, I got to get him buckets. I gotta, you know. So I get there, and he's not there right away. So I'm irritated. I just like feel like disrespected. Like, where, like where are you at? You know what I mean? Come get these buckets. Yeah, like, like it, it irritated me. Right. So he comes in in like the second quarter, and um, like, but he wasn't at the gym in the first quarter. Mm. So I'm just like, you just show up. I'm just like, oh, so you think this? You right, know, right, right. So. He come in, he, you know, I don't know if he stretched. You think this sweet? <laughs> I gave him buckets. <laughs> and then after the game, I, I got into it with him, kind of in the line, whatever. He, Sean, me and Sean cool now. So then somehow <laughs> they ended up on the very next week. We ended up playing Julian again. I walk, and I'm always in the gym 30 minutes early. I walk in the gym, he's sweating. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, he like he like doing something with his shoes. I walk past. He look up, go like this. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> so we start off the first play of the game, right? So he comes down, crosses half. Look like he been in the gym all day. He crosses half court, pulls it, splack out. I'm like, <laughs> so I come back down. Go to the hole, I score. He come back down. I'm not kidding you. Cross half court. Splack out. <laughs> so I'm like, so I come back down. He had a teammate named Lil, they call him Lil Mike. I come back down, Lil Mike guard me. So I'm like, but he gave me about, he gave me about 40 piece that day. <laughs> he gave 40, but, but that was, no, but that was, um, and then what was the next question? That was it? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was it. Yeah. All right, so name your all-time NBA team. Five starters and a six-man. A question first. Are we talking about at their best? This is your list. I, I don't care what criteria you put on your list. Okay. You going first? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going Brian. Okay. One. Mike. Two. Kobe. Three. Akeem. Four. Katie. Five. Who are your six, man? Steph. Okay. It's a good team. What about you, Rashawn? Derrick Rose. One. Mike. Two. Kobe. Three. Bron. Four. Akeem. Five. Six, man. Shaq. Okay. Mine's is AI, Kobe, Jordan, LeBron, Hakeem, and Jamal Crawford. That's my team. I like that. Okay. Um, last two questions. One is a statement more than a question, but um, I'm Muslim, and in Islam, we believe our children pick us as parents. I'm hearing that. What does it mean to know that your children picked you as a father and talk about your parents, you picking them to guide you in life and just kind of talk about the meaning of your parents and family and what that all means to you, tie that all in? Well, from a he would have to speak from a father standpoint. I don't have kids yet. Okay. Um, but in terms of my parents, um, you know, I definitely don't tell them enough. So I'm actually glad we're here to to do this. Um, our parents are great. Um, you know, my mom, strong woman, hard worker. 
um, definitely tough on us. You okay. know, she wasn't, <laughs> she was definitely tough on us. Um, my dad, the best dad I could ever ask for. Um, you know, I look at a lot of fathers today and I wish they had some of my dad in them, mm-hmm. these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, just from, you know, there were times, you know, whether it was basketball, school, where I'd be like, I really didn't do this. I really didn't talk back or this or that. Mm-hmm. He would never take my side. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I'm like, but you my father. Like, why are you not, not taking, taking my side? Yeah. You know, and it got to a point where I couldn't even come to him. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, you better figure that out. Mm. But 10 years later And I'm a grown man now I get it mm-hmm. And it's helped me In so many different times In my life Especially this past year With everything That mm-hmm. we've been through mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. being able to say Okay well, I'm not doing this I'm moving on Because I because I have enough respect For myself mm-hmm. And what I stand for To do what I need to do So um, You know I feel like You know Unfortunately now just with parents, it's like they're always trying to fight their kids' battles for them. All the time. Or they make an excuse for them. You shouldn't talk to like my kid this way. Well, I'm the adult. What are we talking about? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, my parents, I, I really can't say um, enough about them. Definitely old school. Um, so even when I was thought I was growing, I wasn't just coming in and out the house any time of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm going, you know, I still don't even curse in front of my parents. You know, mm-hmm. and I told them now when I'm coaching at a game, you're going to have to deal with it. But <laughs> Um, but no, my, my parents, um, I was very fortunate to have the parents that I have and definitely, you know, all the opportunities that we have from sending us to a certain school to make sure that we was around the right people for me being the first in my family to get a master's degree, like all that was instilled through, through my parents. So, um, very thankful for them. You you spoke about the the, the disrespect of these kids. Like it's, it's disgusting. Mm -hmm. It's disgusting. It, It was a player. I won't name the player. Um, but I had a back and forth. I shouldn't say a back and forth. I had a back one fourth with a with a player in Zay's class who I was very surprised of the disrespect. What made me even more surprised is that adults on that on that platform and in other areas supported this kid and more so came at me for like trying to check the like who the fuck are you talking to this mm-hmm. that I had to him. Mm-hmm. And it, I was very disappointed in that shit. And um I ended up having to block him off social media, but it was, I was so disappointed, but I feel like the more I talk about it, the more angry I get. And then the more I'll get that, I don't care. And I'll just name the kids. So, but <laughs> it really bothered me and it continues to, it like yeah. bothers me. And I don't know if I'm more mad at him or more mad at the people that kind of, yeah. uh, enabled him. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I wish him well at his college because, the world, the real world is going to fuck him up. So, uh, I mean, you can answer the question too. So, man, like my daughter picking me is, is, I mean, she my everything. Mm -hmm. So that, that's, I mean, before anything, right? you know, so our relationship, um, I, I I'm trying to think of a big word. I can't even find. Yeah, that's it. cool. Like it's, 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 it's more than it's more than love. It's more than everything. Um, you know she's you know she stay in my pockets, mm-hmm. but you know I you know I give away. You know. I got boys and they stay yeah, in mine. Yeah, so. so, but no man, that you know no that love and that bond. The children changes. Um, you know that is and that I, I tell you something, man. Like, so I had my daughter. I'm 38 now. Uh, my daughter was born. I was 25 years old, mm-hmm. and 
it's it's exactly what I needed during that time. They change. I just said yeah. children yeah. change us. Yeah. yeah, exactly what I need during that time. Um, Slowed you right down. She's helped me. <laughs> she's helped me grow. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I do. I yeah. know exactly what you mean. So, man, that's you know that's my heart. I know? got you. So, um, my parents. I mean, you know, when you're young, you know, you got parents and you just think like this is the way it's supposed to be. Right. You know, parents to be there for you. You know, we grew up in a two parent household Mm -hmm. and we didn't, you know, we I mean, we didn't want for anything. You know, we you know, they put us in great situations, great schools. Um, But not only but not only that, it's just like the talking to us and stealing you know, um, being compassionate, mm-hmm. you know, empathy, um, helping others. Um, you know, I like I say, you know, you Muslim, we, um, we actually Baptist. Okay. And, you know, and, and the Bible says that, you know, we're, we're, we're here to, to give, mm-hmm. I here to receive. And if you look in the world we're living in now, it's a lot of receivers <laughs> right? not too many people giving, which means they're not reading a Bible. Right. <laughs> so, um, but one of the things I, I think that stands out, you know, because obviously, you know, we on the shows, you know, we're talking basketball and things like that. Um, and I thought about this like, you know, a couple couple months ago, like, man, you know, you you you've been doing this since you're 22, and and you know, helping kids and this and that. And it was instilled as I said at a very young age. When I was younger, um, I watched my my, my dad. Um, he used to go to West Pullman Park. Mm-hmm. And there were kids that you know from that had come from you know a little less than or whatever. And he would mentor them, and um, and one of the kids I got really close to, and, and you know he would you know bring you know to our house, and we would you know kind of play, kick it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and the kid would have to go, and you know my dad would kind of tell me about his situation. And um, man, it, it, it you know <laughs> like as a young you know it just it it, it would really. I mean, I mean, to this day, I, and I forgot his name. To this day, I pray about him, mm-hmm. and I don't even know his name. So, you know, even now with our parents just showing us around, and our mom, like she's nice, but she was she was tough on us. She mm-hmm. wasn't like, you know, these my old babies. Be, no, 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 no. If, if, you know, whatever it is, you didn't do good in school this semester. You know, you didn't play hard on the court. You know, my mama let us know. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was kind of like that tough love, but it was real love. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really, you know, all those things that's instilled in us is probably why we just give of ourselves mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. we it's coach, any coach in the city can tell you, this is not a, uh, celebrated, you know, situation, you know, being a, being a coach. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, my, my parents, you know, love them, you know, my daughters, my heart. So, it, you know, I, everything just molded. Okay. the way you know where I am now. Yeah. Shout out to your parents, definitely. Uh, last thing I want y'all to do. Normally, we ask the guests to give themselves a future message. Mm-hmm. Since you guys are here together as brothers, I want you to give your brother a future message, and I want you to give him a future message. And you know, just kind of speak. Uh, you know, keep it a little short, but like you know, just send him a future message to whatever you want to tell them. Um, man, <laughs> um, I'll say. Um, <clears throat> You know, if I don't say uh, thank you enough, I appreciate everything you've done. Um, you know, you've always been somebody I've looked up to. Anything I've accomplished, um, you've had a had a hand in it. Um, you know, however long, you know, we've coached or continue to coach, 
Um, I want my name tied to you. So if it's Russell Brothers, that's cool. Nobody needs to know um, my my first name. Uh, <laughs> you know, everything we've done has, has been together. And um, just just remember your why and and why we're giving back. Okay, sure. So just future, right? Just future. Um, I I would say in the future, I would say that. Um, I know gr- gr- growing up, you learned a lot from me, but as we became adults, I've learned a lot from you. Um, you know, the way, you know, you know, the way my brother conducts himself and has like this even. Very. Very even. Very. Um, it's almost like laughing is a struggle. <laughs> no, no, but he, 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 it's, it's, no, but it's, it's, um, it's actually helped me grow, um, as a, as a person. Um, you know, watching, you know, all of your accomplishments um, and and just your grind, like me knowing your story, just say true to yourself mm-hmm. because because your story is good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you've done some amazing things and, you know, just just stay true to you. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to think you have to accomplish this or do that or move this way or whatever, because. Your story is incredible. So just keep on striving to be the best you can be. Appreciate that. Well, I definitely um, appreciate you gentlemen coming up. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's, it's really interesting in terms of just knowing specifically Roe from afar, um, not even knowing. I, you know, of, co- of course, I've seen you, mm-hmm. uh, but not, not even knowing that y'all was brothers. And um, you guys have definitely accomplished a lot. And you, whether you want to... Um, I guess own it or not, y'all are a part of the culture of the basketball culture of Chicago. It's important that people know who you are. It's important that people know your story, y'all story. Mm-hmm. And it's important that people understand that um, what you've given your givers. That's what you said. Yeah. You said, you know, you guys were kind of taught to give and y'all have given a lot to this um to the city, to the state, you know, to your players, to your, to your families, uh, extended and otherwise. And so, you know, on behalf of all of them, like, you know, uh, on behalf of my family, on behalf of my son, you know, I've, 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 I've seen you guys talking to my child. I've, I've seen you and I've heard, and I know that y'all have poured into my child. Mm-hmm. And so like, thank you. I, I like genuinely humbly and appreciatively, like, thank you. I appreciate you guys. And I just really hope that, Y'all next move is y'all best move. Oh, thank, I appreciate that, man. Thank yeah. you. And I appreciate everything you're doing. Your platform is, is great for Chicago. Um, you know, one thing I, I would like to see, you know, in our city, um, especially in the black community specifically, is for us to come together more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so much jealousy. Um, and me personally, I don't, you know, I'm to myself anyway. Right. I, it's like whatever. Hate right. on me all you want. But right. um, nonetheless, you know, it definitely needs to be more unity and um, us appreciating each other. So this is great. Anything we can ever do, definitely let us know. I definitely will. Um, but I, I would just like to see us come together more. Um, and, parents, and the, kids, coaches. Um, all and that's the hope. That is definitely the hope. And maybe it will take somebody, an outsider, to kind of, you know, patch that up and do that. And if that's the task that the good Lord has put me on, then I'm, I'm going to attack that with, with, with full fever. 
fervor or whatever the word is. So um, anyway, I, this is probably one of the longest podcasts we have. So I mean, you guys are first for that. Um, but shout out to y'all and thank y'all for being here. Also, shout out to my guy Bo Harris, my producer AGM Plus, uh, Goldmine TV, um, my guy uh, Tyree Booker of Numerex. Uh, you guys may or may not know. I know you are familiar with who Derek Ellison is, are you yeah, not? Yeah. He is and was a huge, not just a supporter, but Derek was one of the original financiers of just the entire platform. Oh. So I'm always going to give him his, his flowers. Um, he plays the behind the scenes for, you know, that's my guy for, you know, for a big guy, he, he does a, a lot behind the scenes that you don't know. And it's like, how the hell y'all miss Derek? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, <laughs> and then of course, uh, the shot town showcase, which is, um, October the 28th, where we're going to be down, um, at the 167 gym again, we're going to have some of the top athletes down there. Um, we also have the girls game coming up. Um, that's in sep- September, 8th. September 8th. All right. I, I definitely got to make sure. And I need both to make sure he stay on me to make sure I'm, I'm promoting that properly just as much as I promote everything else. But thank you guys. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, thank you. All right. We'll thank see y'all you. on the next episode.